First is that it provides transit agencies with a map with up-to-date vehicle locations in and around the bus yard or the rail facility. And the second is the functionality that builds on top of that automated location information. So through integration with other systems to provide a consolidated view of the status of the fleet and give people that information at a glance of which vehicles are ready to go into service, which vehicles may need additional upkeep or be held for maintenance or some other purpose. You know, at any agency, the yard is a really busy place. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're running buses or trains, it's a busy place. You've got vehicles coming and going and you have to keep track of them and they have to go to the right places. And this is where automated yard management can be really helpful for both process workflow and safety. Hi, I'm Tris Hussey, and welcome to another edition of Inside Vontis. And today I'm with Hans Habenicht, who is the product guy for yard management at Vontis. Hans, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well, Tris. Thank you. How are you doing? Great. This is it's Friday. It's summer. I've got my pink flamingo shirt on. Can't be better. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, I, I kind of touched on in the intro, but what does yard management software do at public transit agencies? Is it, what does it take care of? I, I guess I like to think of it kind of in, in terms of two layers, Tris. So the first is that it provides transit agencies with a map uh, with up-to-date vehicle locations in and around the bus yard or the you know rail facility. Um, and then the second is the functionality that builds on top of that automated location information. So through integration with other systems, like a maintenance system, workforce management, you know, it's able to provide a consolidated view of the status of the fleet and you know give people that information at a glance of which vehicles are ready to go into service which vehicles may need to you know uh, additional upkeep or be held for maintenance or some other purpose so what what's the big pain points like typically from what you you and I've talked about yard management and and some guy some person sits in a booth like at a bus yard and counts buses coming in and maybe waves them into the right lanes and things it's all done manually so like is is the manual process the big pain point for agencies in bus or rail for yard management? Yeah, there's a couple of manual processes that actually are um, are pretty significant in terms of the time that they take. And one of those is the basic yard walk. So that's, um, you know, without a system to tell you where vehicles are, someone's got to physically go and walk the yard. They have to, um, well, maybe sometimes they might ride a, a gator or a, a golf cart or whatever and do their, their walk that way. But, you know, in, in either case, someone's physically going around to all the different locations in the facility and recording information on often, you know, a clipboard, a piece of paper that then gets transcribed into, you know, other systems or supporting those other processes. So that's kind of the first, um, first role, I guess, that's impacted. Um, the second one, a fairly common one would be what's often referred to as a spotter. And that's the person who's, who's um, sort of meeting the vehicles as they pull in and giving them directions for parking or maybe directing them to a maintenance lane um, if the vehicle has a maintenance scheduled or some, something like that. So both of those roles can be uh, streamlined through a system like this. Because like you have to know where the buses are because drivers need to get to their buses. And where's my bus that I'm supposed to be in and pulling out in 10 minutes? That can be a real problem for agencies for you know, on-time pullout and on-time performance. Yeah, so definitely there's an impact for the drivers as well because they get, you know, an indication of where they need to go to to find their vehicle that they've been, you know, assigned 
uh, for their work. Um, but really, the process starts even before that, because in order to know which vehicle a driver needs to take, you need to know where that vehicle is. And you know the, the order, for example, that it's parked within a lane, because that's going to impact the order that you're going to assign the work. You need to make sure that work that has to go out on the street earlier, um, you know, is assigned to vehicles that can get out and do that work and aren't blocked in by, you know, the vehicles in front of them. So it's it's a really key thing to have up-to-date information about where vehicles are at, um, you know, both to support putting service on the road, but also the nightly, you know, servicing and things like that that happen to get ready for service the next day. Now, typically, Vontis has done yard management for bus, but recently you've finished a yard management for rail project. So tell me about that project and you know what, what went into that? Yeah, you know, from a locating perspective, very similar to bus, right? And the, the fundamental problems are the same. Uh, but rail definitely was different and, and brought some interesting challenges to play. Um, some of the simpler things you could say, you know, would be things like the rail cars themselves are different. They're bigger than buses. You know, they're 90 feet long, um, these light rail vehicles. They have an A and a B end instead of a front of the bus, right? They can move in either direction. Um, And there's also some key information needed about which cars are coupled together and and make up what's called a consist. And so these are all things that were, you know, not part of the bus implementation that we've added as part of that project. There's also some other status elements that are different for a rail vehicle. So, you know, whereas with bus, if it's a diesel fueled vehicle, you might need to track, you know, has it been fueled or not? Well, for a light rail vehicle that's powered, um, you know, via electricity, that's that's not important to track that. So you know, some of those changes were incorporated as well. Um, I think from an infrastructure standpoint, one of the big challenges, if you will, or one of the big differences is that um, rail has, in particular, as I said, you know, the, a light rail yard in this case, has high voltage lines to power the cars. And um, the safety requirements there within the yard are, are significantly different than in a bus facility. Yeah, I want to talk about that because, you know, when you walk a yard or drive a yard in a golf cart for buses, okay, granted, no one wants to be clipped by a bus. However, touching the third rail, that is definitely a life-altering experience. What, you know, it can't be safe like you talked to to wander a train yard especially at night because that's when they do the counts right typically yeah it would be a, a walk at night um you know one of the other things about the trains is that they're they're relatively quiet too right that you don't have a diesel engine and so those are that's another factor right in terms of safety um clearly safety is a concern for all agencies and you know bus or rail but um rail yards often have a number of additional processes in place to help make sure that employees are safe. So, um, for example, not being able to use a mobile device while being out um, in the yard is one of those. Um, and there are other restrictions that are maybe specific to a location. Um, you know, California has C- CPUC, for example, that that has certain safety restrictions as well. But at the end of the day, you know, if you can eliminate or reduce the need for staff to walk the yard. Um, you, you are decreasing your safety risk for sure. So how much less do people have to walk the yard in, in rail when they when they use yard management for rail? Well, you know, clearly if a driver still needs to get to a vehicle to to um, operate it, you know, that, that part of the walking still exists. And you may have maintenance staff that need to go out and grab a vehicle. 
But one of the differences is they're they're able to go right to that location because they know in real time where those vehicles are at. So there's less sort of wandering and you can be more specific about where you're going to. But the the nightly or you know multiple times a day in many agencies walk to record the locations to put them into a system for service um, can be eliminated. And in some in some cases that could be you know, multiple hours of of um, efficiencies per day. You know, um, some agencies, it may be 20 hours. Some facilities have three shifts and someone, you know, dedicated to that task every shift. So you could be talking, you know, well over 100 hours in a week. That, and that's a lot when people are already short staffed. Yeah, exactly. Now, when, when you were talking about doing the bus counts and train counts, and in your app to presentation, you were, you were talking about how they record things on paper. People make mistakes. <laughs> that has got to be a factor in being able to automate the counts in that you eliminate paper transcriptions and those efficiencies, inefficiencies. Yeah, it's, you know, it's very easy to swap a couple of numbers, for example, as you're recording something. Um, so there's definitely errors like that that can occur. And, and I don't have statistics about how frequently that happens. But, you know, the other thing to consider is that um, the manual yard walk is just a snapshot in time. And these yards are, are typically still pretty dynamic, right? So you've recorded what the yard looked like, hopefully accurately, at that moment. But two or three hours later, does it still look the same? You know, are, is that vehicle still there? Is a new vehicle pulled in? So um, that's a big part of it is, you know, it's not just having the system automate the flow of the data, but it's the fact that you're getting it, you know, up-to-date data all the time. And then one of the things that you said you they, it's done with the data and like the spotters do it and all that is that guiding vehicles, trains, buses to different lanes for maintenance and whatever. So what are the workflows that can be triggered based on automated yard management, what can the next steps, what do those those look like? Yeah. So now we're kind of starting to talk about, you know, what I described at the beginning as that second, second layer of functionality, where now that you have real-time location information, you can start to build some of those process improvements and efficiencies on top of it. And one of the key aspects to that is the integration with other systems, as you mentioned. So, um, you know, being able to pull data in from a maintenance system, for example, and display um, that both with styling so that people can quickly see these vehicles have maintenance scheduled and they shouldn't go out to service, but also allowing them to kind of drill down in and see what type of maintenance needs to occur. Uh, that's one of those data flows. But as I mentioned before, being able to push the, the current vehicle locations to other systems as well, like your workforce management or your operations management software, so that you have up-to-date vehicle locations as you're making those decisions about what work to assign to vehicles, what what vehicles are even available for service. So that's a really key uh, process automation that is enabled by this kind of technology. And and yarn management integrates with other Vontis and Trapeze systems, like you mentioned, EAM, ITS, I'm sure, workforce management, to kind of give agencies that full circle view of what's going on. So everything is talking to each other and there's no silos of information or data, right? That's exactly it. So our philosophy for yard management is, um, you know, not that we're trying to replace those systems, but really to, through integration, be able to provide a consolidated view of the 
the relevant data, right? So that rather than having to look in multiple systems to see, you know, what the status of the fleet is, you can look at this application. It's web-based. So different, you know, different groups within the organization, uh, whether that's maintenance, dispatch, uh, you know, operations, they can look at the same source of information. They can look at that same view. And that helps to really streamline processes that way too, where before if something came up and they needed to scramble to replace a bus or a rail car with a different one for service, um, you know, they might've had to pick up the phone and call versus just all being able to look at the same information and see what's available. Coming back to this bus versus rail and this, the project that you did with VTA, you, you talked about the A and the B ends of, of trains and coupled versus uncoupled. And what else did you learn about the, you know, how rail and bus for yard management are different. Are there any sort of other fundamental, like, wow, that was surprising things you, you got out of it? I think one, one of those things is, is maybe in retrospect, it seems silly, but, or we could have identified it in advance perhaps, but it was really the need for, you know, um, a printable view, you know, because users can't use a mobile device while they're walking in the yard, they still needed the ability to be able to print if they needed to. And so our initial, you know, ambitions, you could say with the product are like, well, we want to eliminate all the paper, right? We want to automate everything. And to the extent that we can, of course, we're doing that. But there was still the need to provide some of those other views to support business processes that were um, safety specific in that case. So, um, you know, that's, that's one example of something that came up in the rail yard that had never been a conversation in the bus yards. Yeah, you know, I was actually going to ask you about that. I remember in your presentation, it's like creating a printable view. And I'm thinking, isn't the whole point of automated yard management is that you don't have paper? So that now that makes sense. If you can't have a mobile device in the yard, because for safety reasons, you don't right. want someone jamming out to their Spotify playlist while they're wandering through the train yard, you would have to carry a piece of paper on a clipboard. Yeah, especially for the maintenance staff who wanted a a consolidated place to see their different comments, maybe that they had associated with a vehicle that needed maintenance, as well as the vehicle locations. And so that was, you know, it's not a it's not a difficult thing to do, but we just provided a view that they could print with that information. But it was just striking to me because, as you said, we're trying to automate everything, and there was still a need, at least for some some paper in some cases. But at least they can print it out just before they walk the yard, and they know this is exactly the way it is as of five minutes ago when when you when they printed it that's a great point another big learning i guess was just the the dynamics of installation in the yard right because you do have a lot of in this case high voltage lines um they're overhead but if you needed to go up on a lift or needed staff to be able to go up on a lift to install antennas or other infrastructure you'd have to power down parts of the facility and there's a whole security or safety process around that locking out and tagging out to make sure that the system can't be energized again while someone's within a certain distance from these high voltage lines. And so, um, you know, that definitely added an element to the installation that um, was, I guess, to some extent unforeseen on our part. Yeah. Which is critical. We've, we've said over, we say over and over again in all, and safety is so critical in everything that's happening in transit. And I think there is, there is certainly everything, something in all of our products with that focus on making sure everyone stays safe. I mean, it's, it's critical. So Hans, if someone wants to, you know, investigate yard management, bus or rail, what should they do next? I think the first place I would say to go to is, is the Vontis website. Uh, go there and uh, go to our yard management section. There's, there's information about the system that you can request there. And then uh, there's contact information as well. And we, we've got 
a team that would be happy to talk with you to under, better understand your needs, um, better understand the environment, and to work with you to you know do a demo or to do a, a more tailored um, presentation if if you'd like. So would be happy to talk with you further about that. Fantastic, that's great. Well, Hans, it's been great chatting with you, learning how you uh, you and Vantis keep rail yards on track and rolling down the line. And uh, this has been another episode of Inside Vontis, where we've been talking about yard management for rail.